0: Chapter twenty eight of the Memoirs of Chateaubriand seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. Part three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nicole Lee. Memoirs of Chateaubriand seventeen sixty eight to eighteen hundred. Part three. By Francois René de Chateaubriand. Chapter twenty eight. London, April to September, eighteen twenty two. Genie du Christianisme. Letter from the Chevalier de Panat when after the sad news of my mother's death i made a resolve instantly to change my course the title genie du christianisme which immediately occurred to me inspired me i set myself to the work and labored with the ardor of a son erecting a mausoleum to his mother my materials had long since been collected and blocked out by my previous studies i was better acquainted with the writings of the fathers than people are in the present day i had studied them with the intention of combating them and having entered on the path with evil designs instead of vanquishing i had been vanquished as regarded history properly so called it had been the especial object of my attention during the composition of the essais sur la the camden papers which i had just been engaged in examining had rendered me familiar with the manners and institutions of the middle ages and finally my terrible manuscript of the natchez of two thousand three hundred and ninety three folio pages contained everything i needed in the way of natural descriptions i could draw largely from this source as i had already done in the essay i wrote the first part of the gnie du christianisme the messrs dulot who had constituted themselves booksellers to the french emigrant clergy undertook the publication and the first sheets of the first volume were printed the work thus begun in seventeen ninety nine in london was not completed till eighteen o two in paris see its different prefaces a sort of fever preyed on me during the whole time of its composition none but he who has felt it can know what it was to bear atala and Rene at one time in the brain the blood and the soul and to have added to the ideas of these twins of passion the labour of composing the other portions of the work the recollection of charlotte mingled as a warning ray with all my thoughts and to crown all the first desire for fame inflamed my heated imagination this desire was the result of filial tenderness i longed for fame that it might ascend to my mother's dwelling-place and that the angels might bring her my holy expiation as one study leads to another i could not occupy myself with my french researches, without taking note of the literature and literary men of the country in which i was living i was drawn away into other researches. my days and my nights were passed in reading writing taking lessons in hebrew from a learned priest to the abbe Capellan, consulting librarians and well-informed people roaming in the fields indulging in my old habit of reverie and in receiving and paying visits if there are such things as retroactive and symptomatic effects of future events i might have augured the sensation to be caused by the work which was to make a name for me from the turmoil of my spirits and the palpitations of my muse some readings aloud of my first sketches serve to enlighten me these readings are excellent as a mode of instruction so long as we do not take all the matter of course flatteries for genuine coin if an author is earnest and sincere he will quickly discover by the instinctive impressions of others the weak points of his work especially whether it is too long or too short whether it keeps due does not complete or exceeds the proper measure i find by me a letter from the chevalier de panas containing his opinion on the readings of a work then so unknown the letter is charming one would not have thought the positive and mocking spirit of the chevalier susceptible of thus meddling with poetry i do not hesitate to give this letter one of the documents of my history although it is filled with my praises from beginning to end as if the malicious author had found a pleasure in pouring out his whole ink-bottle over it monday mon dieu with what an interesting reading have you indulged me this morning our religion had reckoned among its defenders great geniuses illustrious fathers of the church these giants had wielded all the arms of reasoning with vigour incredulity was conquered but this was not enough we yet needed to be shown all the charms of this admirable religion how fitted it is to the human heart and what splendid pictures it offers to the imagination here we have not the theologian in a school but the great painter and the feeling man opening to himself a new horizon your work was needed and you were called to produce it nature has eminently gifted you with the fine qualities required for this undertaking you belong to another age ah if truths of sentiment stand first in the order of nature no one has better felt those of our religion than you you have overwhelmed the impious with confusion at the very gate of the temple, and introduced delicate minds and feeling hearts into the sanctuary. You remind me of those ancient philosophers, who gave their lessons with their heads adorned with chaplets of flowers, and their hands filled with sweet perfumes. And this is but a feeble image of your mind, so sweet, so pure, so classic. I congratulate myself daily on the happy circumstance which threw me into your society. I cannot forget that it was a kindness done me by Fontaine, I love him the more for it, and my heart will never separate two names which should be united in the same fame if Providence ever reopens the gates of our country to us. Chevalier de Panin. The Abbe de Lille also heard some fragments of the work read. He appeared surprised, and shortly after did me the honour to put the prose which had pleased him into verse. He naturalized my wild American flowers in his various French gardens, and put my rather fiery wine to cool in the icy water of his clear fountain the unfinished edition of the genie du christianisme commenced in london differed slightly in the order of its subjects from that published in france the consular censorship soon to become imperial showed itself very touchy on the subject of kings their persons their honour and their virtue were dear to it beforehand foucher's police had already seen the white pigeon the symbol of bonaparte's frankness and revolutionary innocence descend from heaven with the sacred vial the sincere believers in the republican processions of lyons obliged me to cut out a chapter entitled the atheist kings and to scatter the paragraphs here and there throughout the work End of chapter twenty eight